Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. Oh yeah, and we are back. And as always, man, it feels good to be back. I love this. I look forward to this. Uh, and man, it's just such a pleasure to be here. You know who it is by this point. If you don't, you better act somebody. It's your boy DJ Billy A, one half of the 209 Till Infinity podcast. And my man across the way, looking so fly and dapper today. Get on the mic and tell the folks, hi. I don't look any dapper than usual, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate your... Savage, they don't know that. Oh, sorry. I'm in my tux. <laughs> That's right. Savage and I are tuxed out to the we fullest. We are wearing our tuxes today and in, uh, in uh, celebration of this beautiful, beautiful day. Hell yeah. I don't even own a tux. Who owns a tux? Uh, you know what? You know what's interesting is you my... Do? No. No, I do not. But uh, my parents are big cruisers. They're into cruising, oh, uh, as you I call think, it. I, not like on the... N- not, not cruising the not boulevard in like the 64. You oh. know, like, no. They like taking cruises. Well, your mom's Spanish, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought so, but... Yo no sé, señor Bill. They Lo took, siento. They took it away, man. They took away my Spanish. Um, So they like to go on Maybe cruises. Maybe you got it from Mrs. Guthrie. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I could have picked it up vicariously in si. Spanish class. I caught Spanish, man. I don't know how it happened, but I was in... I was in Mrs. Guthrie's class and I caught 3% Spanish. It happens. Is that like the COVID? No, man. It's a good thing. Spanish. But they took it away. <laughs> um, yeah, but they go on, they did a lot of cruises. They cruised to uh, Mexico. They cruised to um, to Alaska. They love cruises because it's all inclusive. Your food, your drink, your they take you to the different places. You know, your room and boards all covered, entertainment, everything. They love it. But what happens is there's always one fancy dinner every night like the captain's dinner where you go down and it's like a really fancy meal and you're required like ladies have to come in like evening gown and men are required to either wear a really nice suit or a tux a tuxedo i think some of them it's 100 percent you have to wear a tuxedo well my mom and dad were doing enough of these cruises that my dad went somewhere online and found a a tux for like cheap and it's just like i I don't want to keep renting them every time we go on a cruise i gotta rent a tux so he's like, he just bought a tux. So my dad owns a tuxedo. Like he, <laughs> he does for cruises. That sounds so bougie. Is that why you call me Bougie Bill? I've only been on one cruise and it was to Ensenada and it was called the Booze Cruise. Nobody wore a tux. Uh, you were lucky if people had pants on on that cruise. I can tell you that. <laughs> your dad's name is Bill. Mm-hmm. Bougie Bill. Maybe I was talking about him. Yeah, baby, man. When you own a tux. his tux. That's stun. I just stunted, man. My dad's stunting, baby. That's what's yeah, up. Stunting. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yes, sir. Uh, what's going on, man? Um, today we're going to talk about um, something that was um, suggested 
Right. By a huge fan of the show, the Mariposa Mauler, also a show contributor. Oh, yes, he's, he sat in on a uh, on it on an episode. Uh, they call him the Mariposa Mauler, aka the Slowtown Pimp. Yes. Aka the Destroyer of Golf Balls. Yes. I heard his game's wicked, man. I heard that Under, from, from you. Understatement. Yeah. That's okay. what the people are saying. Yes. The people are me. Yes. <laughs> You're my people, baby. Uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate of course, that. of course. Uh, uh, so it is music related. It's uh, he was the inspiration for the Dr. Dre episode. Yeah, we did our ten top ten Dr. Dre songs, mm-hmm. and so um, he asked us, "When are the people going to get an Eminem top ten Eminem show today?" That's your yeah. answer. Yeah, <laughs> today. Today's the today, day. Today, March. I wish you could have come in. I wish Slowtown could have been here for this one. That would have been awesome. Well, hopefully once he hears this and we will get, uh, I might just drive down there to find him. Yeah. Do a Thursday three on his ass and give, say, give me your list. There you go. Just drop it on us. That would give be Give me amazing. your list. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. List. Get L-I-S-S. Give me your list. And I'd say, man, this was, I, I this might've been more difficult than the Dre one for me. I, I don't know how you felt about it, but for me, it was a little more difficult. I could tell you this. We we went and had lunch once, and you told me how when you were doing your um, your top five plus of Bobby Jackson, yeah, for the five thousand episode, yeah, how hard it was to kind of come up with songs that you know, like it was a difficult task. Like you went all the way up to the day before we recorded yes. to come up with that list. Yes. This is very similar to me, very difficult, just like the Dre one, because there's so much material. Yeah. Like, just like the Dre stuff, we did the Dre episode, and I was like, all right, this is it. I'm pretty sure, like, for the most part, I I don't see this moving. Yeah, yeah. And then for the next two weeks, like, things started to pop up that were Dre, and I was like, forgot about this. Yeah. Forgot about this. Yeah. I forgot one about one of my favorite Dre songs, probably of all time, is on an Eminem album. Right. That I didn't even think about when we were doing the Dre list. Okay. okay. You know, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much stuff, man. It's 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 hard and it's like uh it's a it's a, it's always a work in progress, if you oh, will. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely, yeah. And if you wanna you wanna if you wanna hate on me because I have fourteen favorite Dre tracks instead of ten, then that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's hate I'll take. It's a yeah, we made it work. It's hate I'll take. And hey. it's the thing with the Dre. Now I know that Dre has a lot of features on other people's stuff and he's done a lot of production. I included like for Dre, I included a lot of songs that he produced but he didn't even feature on, like as far as singing, like the or rapping. Uh but for me, like when you talk about an abundance of material, like as far as like his own albums is really the Chronic and the Chronic 2001. I mean, that's pretty much it. You can't consider Aftermath a Dr. Dre album because that was more of a compilation album. I mean, you could go back to the NWA stuff, which I did, but this one, Eminem just has, not only does he have Bad Meets Evil and does he have the D12 stuff, and he's just featured on a lot of other people's stuff, and and then his own wealth of albums. I don't know what he's up to now, eight or nine albums. I forget. I've lost track. But yeah, I felt this one was a little more difficult because I was like, man, I could do a top 10 just off of the chronic for Dr. Dre. Like, you know, so uh, it was just narrowing it down. This was like, shit, I got eight albums to wade through plus all these side projects and shit. And it was, where do I go in features? So it was, for me, this one was tougher. Uh, I got to say. So before we jump in. Right. Uh, Ankles deep. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Do you go ankles deep? Well, I know when I was uh, cleaning the toilet, man, I'd jack my ankle up. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we, a few episodes back, we talked about uh, my ankle injury from uh, cleaning the bathroom. The, gr- <laughs> the, uh, the great, the great early morning Clorox ankle concussion. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, I'm gonna say yes. You can go ankles deep after after uh, spraining my ankle, cleaning the toilet. I think anything's possible. <laughs> uh, before we jump into that, uh, there's a little bit of Ice Cube info we need to get. Yes, that you brought up. Yeah. So why don't we handle that first? Yeah, you know, for the longest time, I was saying Ice Cube had the best three year run in hip hop. Somebody else I saw somewhere that said who had the best three album run. I uh, it was on Instagram, and I said I think hands down, Ice Cube because Ice Cube had. Uh, uh, yeah, America's Most Wanted. He had Kill It Will. 
uh, and he had, uh, oh gosh, the names, Death Certificate and The Predator. Mm-hmm. And Kill It Will was uh, like an EP. But those three albums, America's Most Wanted, Death Certificate, and The Predator, I said was the best three album run in, in hip hop history, in my opinion. Um, and then I, I posted that on there and I got a lot of like positive feedback on that. Well, just uh, a few nights back, I started thinking about it and I said, wait a minute. Okay, so Cube didn't have an amazing three-year run. I think he had the best five-year run in hip-hop history uh, because you've got, right, America's Most Wanted mm-hmm. in 1990. Also in 1990, you get the EP Kill It Will, which is phenomenal. In 91, you get uh, Death Certificate, but you also get him starring in Boys in the Hood and doing the Boys in the Hood soundtrack. Then 92 was um, the Predator album. 93 is um, Lethal Injection. Uh, 94 is the Bootlegs and B-Sides. And then 95 is the Friday Movie and Soundtrack. So I feel like from 90 to 95, Cube had entertainment just straight up locked down. And you could even t- take that back to 89 when we got straight out of Compton. If you wanted to do a six-year run, you could really do that, but I'm not. 90 to 95, I put a post on Instagram. I don't think anybody had a better five-year run in hip-hop ever. And you reshared the post and said, what do you guys think? What about any musical genre outside hip-hop? And we got some responses. We got some people that reached out. Um, all the same artists, though, which I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah, so I, I throw it out there. And, and what I like to do, especially, in the, in the, and so when I threw this out there, I threw that out on my personal page. Yeah. So uh, not just, and I know that a lot of the people that are on um, on my um, page don't, aren't necessarily hip-hop guys or, or right. people, right. Not, not just guys. Yeah. But um, they're just, you know, the people, they always like, you know, all kinds of things. So... It's not necessarily a hip-hop page. I said, heck of a question. If you can think of any other person or group who have musically had a better five-year stretch in any genre, we'd love to hear it. Right. And I had, uh, so, the uh, the uh, Mad Cyclone. Right. Sweet Tea. Uh-huh. And uh, White Claw Woody. White Claw Woody. All jumped on. They all said the same thing. Garth Brooks revolutionized country music from 1989 to 95. All of his albums were either number one or number two. First to have over a million people show up for a free concert in Central Park. Yeah. Then he dropped a little Snoop Dogg on us and said, need I go on? Yeah, I loved that. I thought that was genius. Um, and and it's funny that you say that because the moment you shared it, I saw you, you said, you know, hey, great question. What do you guys think? Any genre. Um, I was like, well, the first thing I thought, I was going to bed that night and I said, I know Garth's gonna come up. Cause Garth Brooks is to country. He's like, how do I explain this? Garth Brooks is basically like what Michael Jackson did for pop and R&B or what Prince did. That's the level that Garth Brooks is at. So when you're talking about Garth Brooks and what he did in country music and how he is as a figure and an icon, Put him up on that pedestal with like, uh, I don't know, Beyonce, Prince, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, you know, like he's, he's that level. So I would say to that, if you're going to throw in any genre, then no one tops Michael Jackson. If you're basing it on record sales, if that's what you're basing it on, Thriller alone sold a hundred million. So the three year run that Michael Jackson had with Off the Wall, Thriller and Bad Nobody beats that because Thriller alone to this date has sold 100 million copies, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Then you got Bad that had five number one singles, which was the record for years until recently when Katy Perry broke it. And then you've just got Off the Wall, which was just, you know, don't stop till you get enough. I want to rock with you. You got the Thriller video, which was the most groundbreaking music video of all time. I don't think and Michael Jackson sold out concerts, of course, forget about that. Like, so I don't know if anybody tops Michael. So yeah, if you're basing it on sales, Garth wins. Garth, Garth, yeah, Garth beats Ice Cube. If you're, if you're just going to base it on record sales, but here's what I'll say. Garth didn't write, co-write, produce, and star in a movie that has now gone down in history as one of the most cult, classic, comedy, iconic movies ever. 
Like you can't, Ice Cube says he can't go anywhere in the world without asking where Smokey is. I'm talking about Friday. In 1995, not only did Ice Cube produce that soundtrack and put a song on the soundtrack, but he co-wrote, starred in, and produced that movie for New Line Cinema. And they filmed it in like 25 days. It cost nothing to make, and it made millions of dollars millions spawned you know two more sequels would have been a fourth sequel if they could have got it together fast enough before we lost pops but garth's never done anything like that so yes i'll say if you're basing it just on sales alone garth takes it but garth and make a movie that people will never forget long after you and i are dead dude There'll be somebody watching Friday going, God damn! You know what I mean? The devil's advocate to that? Yeah. Is during that time frame, mm-hmm. Garth toured nowhere like Ice Cube toured. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? right. So that's not about album sales. That's about the five year period. Like, and, and, and I think that it's hard because hip hop and, and, Ice Cube, like that hip hop and and, and and movies, like that kind of all goes like not all, everybody, right. but like for Ice Cube, like he he did that, like this music, and then there's soundtrack to music, and then there's you know the movie, the yeah. movie, you know, it's, I mean, but where, he kind of him and Will Smith revolutionized that. Only only Will Smith was before with Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Cube was doing the movies, but before that, like they 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 opened that door for rappers to do that, right? Yeah. Only difference was. Will Smith did it with TV. Then right. went into movies. Right. Yeah. And then by the time he was doing movies, the music was terrible. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean. Yeah. To be honest, like there's yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. But he, it's not. You know, he never like. He he just had a style. Absolutely. No, and, and I agree. You know, and yeah. that's just and it's just. So. It's hard to, and I knew this was going to come up when we talked about it. It's hard to be, do a comparison. Sure, it's tough. It's because like I said, the, the genres are different. The so g- different, right? Like I was just trying to think outside the box. Like I yeah. looked up, if you do just music, I mean, all right. I started looking up and doing research. Right. Well, I don't know if anybody beats the Beatles. Yeah. From like '64 to '69. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. So like ten albums in five years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, and they're all like multi-million dollar. Oh, dude, that's why I said if you're just basing it on sales, no one, no one beats Thriller. Right. No, nobody beats Thriller. Like, so you and, have to give it to Michael Jackson. And, and so, and, and the other thing is, is like certain genres, um, certain genres resonate with a bigger group of people. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah. So, like, Ice Cube was amazing and he had this amazing three album run or five album year run with everything but it was that rap and hip-hop sure yeah whereas you take michael jackson michael jackson overtook the world oh 100 absolutely the world that's why when i included that five-year run for ice cube i included the movies because i do think his movies are world a worldwide phenomenon right. He never acted in his life, and he is in the movie Boys in the Hood, which has now been, I think when we talked about, uh, uh, what's the director's name who passed? John Singleton. John Singleton. That movie's been retired to the, like, film national archive or whatever it is. Ice Cube's very first movie never acted a day in his life, and he's in an absolute classic that has been retired as a piece of art that will be go down forever in cinema history and I forget what it was, the Washington Film Archives or something. And I mean, a John Singleton went on to be one of the greatest directors of all time, like, you know, very known for black cinema and what he did. I mean, so I was looking at the whole the whole picture. But like you said, if you're going to, I knew if you were going to base it on sales, Michael Jackson, Prince, the Beatles, the Beatles, all those guys, all those guys are going to beat him sales wise. But as entertainment as a whole, to have your first movie be Boys in the Hood, to have the first movie that you write, he wrote it. Him and DJ Pooh wrote Friday and then produced it and put it out under under Cube's movie production. To have the first movie you ever star in yourself, write and produce, go on to become Friday, to become a, a massive, like, iconic smash. Like, I don't know if there's another uh, artist that's accomplished that in five years. Like I, I can't name one off the top of my head that's that's done that. That's done albums, hit albums. Ice Cube's had number one albums, number one hit songs, platinum albums. 
uh, on top of hit songs on soundtracks and then the movies on top of that. Like, right. I definitely don't think in hip hop anybody beats that five year run because I put that shit on Instagram where a majority of our hip hop followers are and it was crickets. And I posted it on all the straight hip hop Facebook pages. I posted it to all just all the like hip hop now, hip hop international, underground hip hop. I wanted to see if anybody could come up with a better run. And I crickets. Nobody said shit. So in my opinion, hip hop, he's got it. If you want to judge it on sales, then yeah, Garth Brooks, Michael Jackson, the Beatles. Nobody beats Michael's run. Like I'm sorry, no nobody if you're basing it on sales or worldwide impact. Just impact in general. Who wasn't doing the moonwalk? You know, when you say do the Michael Jackson, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like uh-huh. if I say do the Chris Brown, you what you want me to beat somebody? You don't know, you don't know. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. But Michael that's next level shit. Like even Garth looks at Michael Jackson probably and goes, man, if he met Michael, you'd be like, I met Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's a big deal, dude. Like, but yeah, I, I think that's a tough one to argue. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? You have no argument for me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the hip hop world. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that the other translate for the question that was asked. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough um, one. I, I do think that if you're talking global impact and that is just the whole aura of them yeah i don't think ice cube can compete with garth brooks and no and michael jackson and the beatles and things like that because as big and as much as he did for his genre yeah it only reaches a certain amount of people sure because you know whereas i agree with that whereas you know the the country music like I don't necessarily like Garth Brooks, but we grew up in an area where country music was prevalent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also can be, I'm very appreciative and I'm very eclectic. I like all kinds of music, right? So do I, yeah. So for- Garth's got some songs I like. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey and yeah. I I was a DJ. I was a yeah. karaoke DJ. Yeah. Don't get me on some friends in low places. Oh, That'll get the place rocking, dude. That's a classic, right? Man. Yeah, absolutely. I've been at bet bars, love that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. bro. Yeah. Dude. You want to bring the the, the joint up right yeah. there, man. Yeah, that's the one. Right? Yeah, I could see that. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. and, and, and I'm here's... trying real hard not to break out right yeah. now. <laughs> I got friends in low places where the, what is it, the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. Yeah, dude. No, it's great. He's got great music. I'm not anti-Garth in any way. Here's the one thing I will say, though, that Cube did. Cube is very responsible for uh, launching a genre. Gangster rap, that straight, you know, Ice T, Schoolie D were kind of credited as getting it rolling. NWA was credited as as kicking the door down and really making gangster rap to where everybody wanted to do it. Garth didn't create country music. Michael Jackson didn't create pop music or R&B. Uh, you know, the Beatles didn't create rock and roll, but you, there is an argument where you can say Ice Cube, Ice Cube launched a genre, like put a genre of music on the map that prior to NWA, gangster rap wasn't a household name. Like people didn't know what gangster rap was until straight out of Compton, until F the police, right? I mean, so there's that argument too. Well, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. What were you wrong about? I just don't belong. Okay. But then I've been there before. Okay. <laughs> Everything's all right. Yeah. I'll just say goodnight. Yeah. And I'll show myself to the door. <laughs> Get it, Savage. That's not saying. Yeah. If I was singing, I would say, blame it all on my roots. Yeah. I showed up in boots yeah. and ruined your black tire fair. That's right. That's right. See, even Garth doesn't own a tux. Mm-mm. I'm sure Garth has. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't have to worry about his tux. Yeah, yeah. Is he bougie? This, no, this is bougie Garth. Yeah. <laughs> bougie Garth. I like it. All right. So uh, thank you very much for everybody's input in yeah. that discussion. That's fun. That's why we do what we do. Absolutely. Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you right now, I, I, I if you'd ask me uh, season one, episode one, how long do you guys talk about Garth Brooks? I don't know if it would ever come up, but here we are. Yeah. No. Hell yeah, dude. We like music, man. We do. We like music. Here it is. I'm a fan of music. Absolutely. You are. I love that about you. Hey, do you know what time it is? What time is it, my friend? It's time for the nasty lyric of the week. 
Oh, you nasty. Mm-hmm. It's time, dude. It must be time. It is. And in honor of uh, you and I doing the top 10, our top 10 Eminem songs, mm-hmm. uh, with one coming off the bench, obviously, as we always do here at the 209 Till Infinity Podcast, it's never just five or 10. We always got to have, throw in the extra. Called the Bobby Jackson. Hell yeah. Six we man. Throw the six man in there. Um, You and I are both doing a quote today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want me to start or do you want to start? I do want you to start. Okay. I'm going to start it off. I'll tell you what it is afterwards. <clears throat> I want you to change, but don't change. I want you to grow, but don't age. I want the rage, but don't get too angry. I want the new, but the old shady. I want you to say what they won't say. Just don't go too far, but go cray. I want you to almost lose it, man. They keep moving the goalposts, don't they? So let's cut to the chase like OJ and his Bronco going up the roadway. And hey, get off my dick. If I said my balls were yarn, you bitches would crochet. All I ever wanted was a rope chain from the day I saw Cool J on Soul Train. Now I got that Kango and two cables, one yellow and white gold plated, just to let them know I made it. Mm, that's Eminem off of These Demons. And I just uh, the reason I picked that verse is because I don't know any better way to sum up Eminem's struggle what he has struggled with, with his fans and with what people have said about him and all of the criticizing than that verse right there. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody could have summed it up better than him. I want you to change, but don't change. I want you to grow, but don't age. I want the rage, but don't get too angry. We want the new, but the old shady. I, I think that I love that verse. I love that song. I think the B sides is some of the best work he's done. We've already talked about that, but that was my nasty quote of the, of the week. That was it? That was it, my friend. Short one. Short and sweet. Oh, you nasty. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. I'm going to take it back a little bit. All right. Take, take this a back. This is not a, this is not a, uh, a uh, it's not going to, um, it's not going to be a surprise if okay. you're an Eminem fan. Yeah. You've heard this before. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 uh, I associate with this mm-hmm. on some levels. Sure. So uh, here we go. All right. I'm so sick and tired of being admired that I wish that I would just die or get fired and drop from my label. Let's stop with the fables. I'm not going to be able to top what my name is and pigeonhole into some poppy sensation to cop me rotation at rock and roll stations. And I just do not get the, I got the patience to deal with these cocky Caucasians who think I'm some wigger who just tries to be black because I talk with an accent and grab on my ball. So they always keep asking the same fucking questions. What school did I go to? What hood did I grow up in? The why, the who, what, when, the where, and the how till I'm grabbing my hair and I'm tearing it out because they're driving me crazy. I can't take it. I'm racing, I'm pacing, I stand and I sit and I'm thankful every fan that I get, but I can't take a shit in the bathroom without someone standing by it. No, I won't sign your autograph. You can call me an asshole. I'm glad. Ah, so good. I love that song, man. I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? In the paper, the news, every day I am. And uh, this is... Uh, um. And I'll, and I'll talk about when I get to my list. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about this. Yeah, that's a great um, song though. But uh, great choice. I, I just you know when uh, when uh, and he, this is how long ago was this, dude? That was that was hard to read. <laughs> I know he, he words things differently. Like yeah, because like if you just read it, it's not right. But luckily, I know the song. Like right, it's like and pigeonholed into some poppy sensation to copy rotation at rock and roll stations. And I just, and I just do not got the patience to deal with these cocky Caucasians who think I'm some wigger who tries to be black. Cause I talk with an accent and grab on my ball. So they always keep asking me the same fucking questions. I know <sighs> he was crazy. Even back then. God. That's, that's like what? 2000. Yeah, exactly. 2000. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, so, and what's funny is to him, that's too simple. Oh yeah. He's I've, like a, I've heard him born. say it. I listen to those old songs and I'm like, not on the beat. I'm behind the beat. And I'm not, and it, and it just makes me cringe, he says. So you know where his head is at as far as his writing style. He's like, I got it. That shit's complicated, dude. Like, it, it's not not enough for him. I picked, like, the simplest verse right. I could find. I just thought it meant something. I want to do an Eminem thing, but uh, I can't read half of these. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one seems easy. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Where do we want to go with this? So I think that how we discussed a little bit from before was was you do yours uh-huh. and, and then you just list yours. Yeah. And then I'll list mine. 
Okay. And then we'll kind of have a discussion from there because we talked about how you think there may be some similarities oh, or yeah. maybe some differences. I'll be shocked if we don't have a few of the same songs. I'd be, yeah. Uh, we might not, man. I've, this is an interesting run, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. So do we want to play a little bit as we're talking? Or I've got a playlist that I set up for my 10. How do you want to do that? you want to kind of kick them in as, as I'm talking about it? Or do we want to wait and then go back and do that? I think you should just do yours. Okay. And then I'll do mine. All right. And then maybe we can kind of background a little bit of some of the songs. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Maybe the ones that we were, we differed on. Those yeah. are the ones we should play. I mean, most of America is going to have heard these. All right. Uh, my top 10 Eminem songs. Thank you to the Mariposa Mauler for this idea for an episode. My top 10 plus my 11th man coming off the bench. So we're going to start with number 11. For me, number 11 coming off the bench is uh, Rock Bottom from the uh, Slim Shady LP. Uh, Rock Bottom. I love that track. Number 10 uh, on my list is Caterpillar off of Royce the Five Nines Book of Ryan. Love Eminem's verse on that. I think it's crazy. Number nine for me is uh, Calm Down, which is a Busta Rhymes song, but has an insane Eminem verse that came out in 2014. Uh, so what was that? What did I just say? Nine? That was nine. Uh, number eight for me is White America from the, uh, uh, the Eminem show. Number seven for me is If I Had off of the Slim Shady LP. Uh, number six is Encore slash Curtains Down off the Encore album. Number five is Say What You Say off of the Eminem show. Number four is Superman off of the Eminem show. Number three is Renegade uh, uh, off of Jay-Z's album The Blueprint. Number two is The Way I Am off of the uh, Marshall Mathers LP. And number one is Till I Collapse off of the Eminem show. That was my top 10 with one coming off the bench. So how many of your 11 do you think we have the same? Uh, if I had to guess, mm -hmm. I would say one. Well, let me count real quick. Just give me a second here. I know there's it eleven. Make, there's a, I know there's eleven. But I'm counting <laughs> the ones I think. I know this doesn't make for exciting air. One, two, four. If I had to guess, you got them. I, I got it. Four. four. Damn. All right. All right. Cool. That's crazy. I, okay. Now I'm real curious to hear your list, my friend. All right, so let's see. I didn't write them down, so I got to count, make sure. I just put them in a playlist. Sure, 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 sure. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, I wish I could move these. I know, I had the hardest time. Uh, I had to go back. I, I wrote down all the ones I wanted, and then I had to start with the first one when i created the playlist okay this is number one so if i put that in first it's gonna be at the top then this is two i had to keep deleting it and like taking songs out and starting over so like, right. oh, wait this one no this one yeah so uh i had a i had a, a list and I, and I broke it down to 15. okay 15. so here's the ones that don't make my top 11. okay uh we ain't with the game and eminem great from track devil's advocate yep not the, 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 uh, it's the documentary. The documentary, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, Renegade mm -hmm. didn't make the list. That's on your list. That's one of the ones we had to send. Um, the Logic Eminem track, Homicide. Okay. I love that track. Okay. I, I think it's interesting. I didn't have Renegade as one of the ones I thought we'd have the same. No, it's one yeah. of the four. Okay. Uh, and uh, another one that didn't make the list was My Band. Oh, D12. yeah, D12. I didn't even get into the D12 stuff, yeah. Which is when I think, like, I just, to me, that's that's classic old school Eminem with yeah. his boys. And really what was going on with that group when D12 toured and Eminem didn't go out on the road with them, everybody's like, where's the fuck Eminem? And that, like, my band, like, mm -hmm. they went through that. So that was like a legit thing they were going through. All right, so your top 11 then. Oh, and also, uh, I didn't throw it on the list because it's kind of new, but the Guns Blazing song. Oh, it's a great song, it's a man. Great song. Yeah, I don't blame you. 
Uh, all right, so number 11, Old Time Sake, mm. Eminem, Dr. Dre. I wrestled with that one. I like that song. Uh, number 10. Uh, whoops, I didn't mean to hit that. That's wrong. Um, number 10, Lucky You mm. with Joiner Lur- Lurk- Lucas. Lurkus. Jonah Lucas from uh, Kamikaze. Nice. Great song. Uh, number nine, I Need a Doctor. Mm, okay. Dr. Dre and Eminem, Skylar Gray. Um, and number eight is Till I Collapse. Okay. Number seven is 25 to Life. Mm-hmm. Good song. Off of, is that uh, Recovery? Or, yes. Yeah. Uh, number six, criminal. Uh, criminal. Yeah, off the Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number five mm-hmm. is uh, just don't give a fuck. Nice, good one. I I looked at that one. I had a hard time with that one too. Number four is cleaning out my closet. Okay. Okay. Number three. I think I counted wrong. Number three. It, did I say say what you say yet? No. Say what you say. Good song. Number three. That's a similarity. Yeah. Uh, number two is guilty conscience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And number one is the way I am. Nice. Nice. Yeah, dude. I, I knew you'd have guilty conscience in there. That was another one I wrestled around with. Um, the way I did this list, and you and I talked about this prior to recording, is I start, when I think about Eminem, the first instinct is to think about all the records he sold and all the hits he's had. And I went, nah, I got to push all that aside. Push all that aside. And just when I pull up that album, what are my go-to songs? So I went to the Eminem show first, because that for me is my favorite Eminem album out of anything he's done. Uh, I love the fact that he did the majority of the production on that album himself. I love the lyrical content on that album. Um, And I just think that that's his best body of work. Like I know most people think it's the Marshall Mathers LP. I don't think the Marshall Mathers LP comes close to the Eminem show. It's not even in the ballpark. So that I, I gauged it on like when I get in the car, if I want to listen to Eminem, what are my go-to songs? And here's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to, about, to you about a song that didn't make either of our lists that's probably one of his most massive hits, Stan. Stan didn't make either of our lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and while we're talking about Stan, I will also say neither one of you, neither one of us put the uh, song from the 8 Mile soundtrack on there. Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself. No Lose Yourself for either of us and no Stan for either of us. What, what were your thoughts on not having either of those make it. Those are like two of his biggest iconic. And, and just to be clear, we're not talking about Stan Montalbo from Hono Experience. No, we're not. You know, no, Stan, just Stan. Just I don't know Stan. Stan's last name. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a Stan. That's it. So, so when I when I made this list, I approached it very similarly to the way I approached my Dr. Dre list. Right. Is I just kind of looked at his catalog and I was like, some of this music is 20 years old. Yes. And I just went to the albums and I was like, what were my songs? Exactly. What did I have on heavy rotation? Right. It doesn't mean the stuff wasn't necessarily that I didn't pick wasn't great or that I didn't like, but like, what did I have in heavy rotation? Right. So like for me, like guilty conscience. Right. That was the only reason that that's not my number one. Mm-hmm. Is because I don't know if I've listened to a song more than the way I am mm. out of any song ever. Okay. Because that track right here, right? This is classic Dre, right? But it's Eminem. Did but it's be- Eminem. Yeah. But I, I mean, like you, you hear it and you think it's Dre. I didn't learn that until we did our top right. ten Dre, and I right. was like, oh shit, that is it. Dre, Dre, let it go. Yeah. So we just assume it was Dre. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think one of the interesting things when, when you gave me your, uh, your your take on Eminem and you said Eminem is best on Dre production, I will take you one step further and say he is 
at his best on Trey production and his own production because this beat is him. Uh, the 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 song um, with Jay Z is his beat. But is it him with Dre influence? Not the Jay Z one. I don't know about. Yeah, Jay Z. He made that beat for Royce the Five Nine originally. Renegade was supposed to be a Royce the Five Nine song. You can actually go on YouTube and still find the Royce version. Uh, and then Jay Z st- put out a hit to Eminem saying, "I need something." And Eminem said, "Hey Royce, sorry, we're, we're I'm taking this over to Jay Z." I don't believe that one was Dre influenced. I can't speak on this. I'm sure he was learning at the feet of the master. Right. But a lot of the production on um, on this record, no, not this record, the next one, the Eminem show, mm-hmm. is him. He took the reins and started doing it. And uh, I'll say that I think he is. At his best with Dre, and his, I don't know why he doesn't make more beats for himself. The, My band is his beat. And, right. Yeah. And so I, I think the thing about Eminem is, more than probably anybody else that, that we used to listen to, maybe not so much now. Yeah. But we talk about music, and especially hip-hop, being a type of music that you can relate to. Yes. Which is why guys like like nwa and you know they talk about music is from the streets right that's why it's pop like the game things like that like people that are from the street they live that life nipsey hustle right yeah you know right eminem was the first guy where i feel like the majority of us being white males related on some level oh 100 percent. and yeah. so it was different it was a new ball game yeah Right, and he's talking about some stuff that I don't necessarily relate to, sure. but he's talking about a lot of stuff I do relate to. Yeah. Right? Like the idea of this song, this just the way I am. Yeah. Like I grew up being a weird kid in the sense of I liked hip hop in a very non hip hop area. Right. Yeah. You understand that. Oh, uh, yeah. I sure do. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 25 years later, you and me are here doing a podcast which has some hip-hop undertones on them on an on an every episode basis right coming from the area we came from absolutely so this was the way i am right yeah i'm not some wigger yeah right yeah. like that shit resonated with me because i heard that as a kid all right yeah, yeah especially yeah. when i was in modesto in 96 97 98 99 because i was just in it loved the culture. I loved the music. I loved it, right? I didn't try to be something that I wasn't, but I was a part of the culture. We've talked about this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this resonated with me because it's the way I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope, man. Right? And and so so guilty conscience for me was the wake up call. Yeah. When I heard that album. Yeah. You know, the first song was it uh, uh off that it, album. It's Hi, My Name Is. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's right? the first single. And then, like, my buddy Liddell was like, yo, have you heard the new Eminem? And I was like, what's Eminem? Like, I'd heard that single, and I was kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of goofy, but then you see it's a white kid, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you later hear the album, and the album is nothing. Like, Hi, My Name Is. Not right? A lot of the songs for on the Slim Shady LP were songs he did prior to Dre. There's a Slim Shady EP that he had already done, so a good majority. The song I picked, If I Had... Had Dre had nothing to do with it. That was shit he recorded, and then Dre just took it and cleaned it up and put it on out again. But there's a lot of songs off that that aren't Dre related that were pre-Dre, and, and, and not guilty conscience, obviously. But a lot of songs off that. Oh, see, right here, like this is the thing I'm talking about. Like I had so many songs, like I, I miscounted. One of those songs that I put it towards the bottom would have been one of my extras, a, a song that I was supposed to be in my top ten that I missed. Okay. Was forgot about Dre. Oh yeah. And see, I I only reason I didn't include that one is because it was on my Dre list, and I'm like, all right, so let me let me bypass that because I already talked about it. But um, you know the story behind I am whatever I say I am is Eminem turned in the Marshall Mathers LP done to the label. So there's my album. It's done. And uh, Jimmy Iovine said, you don't have a lead off hit single. There's no hit single here. And Eminem got pissed and took it back and made I Am Whatever I Say I Am. Took it back to Jimmy Iovine and Jimmy said, yo, that song's amazing, but that's like a second or third single. We still need a leadoff single. And he's like, fuck. So he went back to the studio again with Dre and they did um, 
real Slim Shady, please stand up. Please stand up. So think about that. Jimmy Iovine doesn't send him back to the lab. We get a Marshall Mathers LP that doesn't have please stand up and doesn't have I am whatever I say I am. That's crazy to me. That story, every time, I've heard that story a million times. Every time I hear it, it blows my mind because I can't imagine the Marshall Mathers LP without, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up or I am whatever I say I am. If I wasn't, I think that record would be I, I wouldn't even place it in in his one of his better works without those two songs. Like like, like those are iconic. Like I mean, obviously Stan, but as I was saying earlier, neither you or I included Stan, and that song's like in the lexicon of hip hop. That became a term that you call a super fan. Like right. when somebody's a geeked out crazy fan, they're now referred to as a Stan. Eminem's fans are called Stans, but that's a term that's gone into the to the vernacular. Is like. If you're crazy about something and you're that next level, you're a stand. Like one of the things like that he does so well that I don't think I think it's overlooked by the way that he does what he does because he's such a good lyricist. Yeah, is this is a perfect example. The reason that this is on this my list because he's a storyteller. I love this song. I, yeah, and the first time you hear this. You don't know what he's really talking about. Right, yeah. You think he's talking about a girl. A relationship, yeah. He's talking about the game. Yeah, oh yeah. The rap game. Yeah, 25 to life. He's stuck in it. Like, yeah. he's trapped and he can't get out. Yeah. It's okay. like the first time you're listening to it, like, you're like, yo, I have a problem with my girl too. Yeah, I'm feeling this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you talk about music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's... it's, it's it's just such a great story. Yeah. He's a storyteller, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I love this track. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I love this uh, idea for an episode because I've been so focused. Eminem has been diligent about releasing music lately. Like, So we got Revival, and then we got, uh, what was it, right after Revival, Kamikaze, then we got Music to be Murdered by, then we got Music to be Murdered set by the B-Sides, and then he's been featuring with people in between here and there. So we've gotten so much music from Eminem lately that I realized it's been a very long time since I've gone back to the Slim Shady LP, to the Marshall Mathers LP, to the Eminem show, that as much as I'm talking about I really like the b-sides music to be murdered by the b-sides i think it's like the best he's done in a long time going back and doing the research for this i went oh man these tracks like pale 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 in comparison they're not even close to the old shit like because it's been so long since i've really dug right in. right i was like god damn man this shit was so good it's just so good this tracks incredible man it, it, it's let me ask you this so we we each had our list and yeah. uh I, i'll tell you this when this comes out i want if you guys are eminem fans if you guys yeah. you know we want to hear your tracks too like is there something that you guys love that we missed right is there yeah. something that you agree do you think that one of us like i don't really like this song that you guys have on your list yeah you know just conversation so you know I definitely want to hear the Maulers list. I yeah. definitely want to hear the Mad Cyclones list. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. These are guys that, that have talked to us about this genre of music. I want to hear the Codists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I got, I've got to say, I'm still shocked. I did not this expect this song for us to have in common. This was the one I wouldn't have. I knew uh, till I collapse. I knew you and I'd have that common. I knew the way I am. Uh, but th uh, say what you say. Good call on that, my friend. That is an overlooked diss track. The way that M and Dre go back and forth and trade off with each other and finish each other's sentences, Dre has never done anything like that, never. And this is the last diss track. Dre was involved in the NWA versus Ice Cube diss, and then of course the Easy e battle. Uh -huh. And then this, this is it. This is his very last, he's never done another diss record since. And this record, the way that they play off each other, Dre's never done it. Like, I've never heard him do anything like this. Like, where whatever Dre sa says, Eminem jumps right off of it and continues the line, like the way they do that. And this simple pounding beat, so good, man. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, is there anything on my list 
that you um that you like you, you seem to know all of the songs like nothing surprised you that i said uh the the, the biggest surprise was the jay-z song that was probably my biggest surprise uh 25 to life actually was a surprise for me i didn't think you'd pull anything off of a recovery a lot of people consider that i love that song a lot of people consider that like his poppy that's when he started selling out like um that's a great track that one surprised me um i was surprised to be honest uh that you didn't have encore with dre i love that song i thought for sure you'd have that um and i thought uh for sure you'd have superman on your list that's one of my all-time i love that track i love that beat i love the hook on that song i can't be your superman your superman your superman what he tells the girl you don't know shady you do not know marshall so don't act partial i'll slap you off your barstool that's ammo for my arsenal like that whole like that ooh girl run that game what's that tattoo say rotten pieces oh that's great like that whole like i was really kind of shocked that you had that um uh, i do love that you had old time sake i really that's an, another Eminem album. I don't care. I don't care for Encore, but the song Encore is phenomenal. I love that track. That beat, the Dre feature is incredible on that. But uh, I'll give it to you for old time's sake. That also has Dr. Dre on it. That beat's great. The scratching on that is great. Um, and and that's one of those ones where like I went back and I was like, track, track, track. There it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like you know what I mean. Like this was the, our, go, this is the like, go-to track. On our, this album. our minds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We forget a lot of stuff. Yeah. But the second we hear something, I like I remembered. Yeah. I was transported back. I I hit you up a couple months back, and I was like, "What's the album this one's on?" Re Relapse. Yes. Yeah. I told you, man, it's a bummer. Relapse has some of it, the best beats. The beats on Relapse are phenomenal, but Eminem's lyrical content on that, he was like just out of rehab and he was trying to be dark and there's a lot of shit about killing girls and rape i don't and molestation i don't want to hear all that like i'm not into that this was the first track on that album that i was like oh shit finally i start bobbing my head the beats crazy from what i heard rumor has it this was supposed to be on detox this was a detox track the disc they you know they make detox so it went to it went to this that's the rumor i don't know uh, I'll tell you this. So, do you want me to correct you on something or tell you something about your list? I want both. Let's do both, man. Let's go. So, you said that that was the last time Dre did a diss track. I think so. It was yeah. 2002. He actually did a diss track on Obi Trice Cheers, uh, which was 2003. I wasn't a big Trice fan, so I didn't hear that. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Who did he diss? Uh, Jermaine Dupri. Again? Yeah, oh. you got to swing up and hit. You got to swing up to hit me in the knees. Oh, okay. I didn't. I you never didn't, heard that track. I'm sure you have, man. It's nasty. I just forgot. I, I didn't realize he, that J Dupree was worth two. Man, he gave him. He was pissed. Dre was mad. Okay, cool. Now, uh, what was the next thing you were gonna say, man? Yeah, it's called "Shit Hits the Fan." Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I've heard it. It's been a long time. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's probably been about 18 years. Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, there was one track that you had that I very similar to when we were doing our top uh, songs of the year or yeah. albums of the year yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, where you were like, Ugh, I knew I forgot something, right? Yeah, yeah. Something. I forgot about Caterpillar. Oh, yeah. Great uh, song. Caterpillar was the first time in a long time when that dropped. I think I sent it to you first. Yep. And I was like, yo. M is back. Yeah. This is M. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard this M in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just throwing, you know, verbal darts. It was shortly after that the Kamikaze came out. Right. And you knew he was mad. Yeah, and I forgot about Caterpillar. I did. Yeah. So nice pull. Uh, I didn't forget about Calm Down. I just, it's a great track. Yeah, yeah. Um, White America, good track. I love um, White America because it's so relevant. Like, he was thinking about the fact that being a guest in the house of hip hop, that whole shit came out years after this song. But he he clearly shows you in white America that he was aware of his whiteness and that he was, it was playing to his favor. I mean, uh, you know, 
you, you know, I didn't eat. I knew, I know if I knew, if, I knew if I was black, I sold, I'd sold half. I ain't have to graduate from Lincoln High School to know that, you mm. know. But give me the mic. Show me where the fucking studio's at, you know. He was very aware of the fact of his white privilege, like the fact that that he put the song out and still that that was a, a topic of discussion that came up as far as him as far as him being a guest. He was way ahead of the curve on that with that song. I just love that song. I love the fact that he kind of spits in your face and goes, yeah, I know. I'm popular because I look like I could be one of your kids, right? right. I look like you. I look like little Jenny and little Bobby up the street. You love my blue eyes and my blonde hair and my pointy nose. You think I'm cute, my dimples. Like, I love the fact that he's aware of it and he put it out there. I think he was trying to, you know, stop the, catch the, Catch it at the curb and stop it, you know, right. before... Get out in front of it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's what I was trying to say. He's trying to get out in front of it and beat the curve. But... He's trying to be-rabbit it. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Be-rabbit, baby. I am white. I do live... Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was doing My that. boy Cheddar Bob did shoot himself in the leg. <laughs> Dude, that's it. I This song... One pock, two pock, three pock, four... <laughs> <laughs> that's that verse man it's good that's i that's my favorite part i can pull that movie up and watch the battle scenes every time i don't need to watch the rest of it i just go right to that like this song was my morning wake up this was my alarm for years because it starts off so soft i'm about to lose my mind and it sounds like a very soothing lullaby that would wake up but my wife would always get pissed because if you don't shut it off fast enough then M comes in screaming, I was gonna like it. <laughs> like, this is my, I love this song, man. This, this track right here, man. This was supposed to be on Detox, too. This, this, I can, it's been documented. I'm an emotional dude. Uh, when Dre was kind of gone, like you couldn't see him, he right. was nowhere to be seen. Right. Eminem was around, but like Dre wasn't ever seen. Like he wasn't like, Nobody, like, what's going on with Decox? Where is he at? What, nothing. We can't find him, right? And for a long time, like, he didn't do anything. And then this song dropped. And I remember when Dre came out on stage. And some, did it with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what that was for. Some award show or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the song had barely released, or yeah. maybe that was when they released it. I don't remember. Yeah. But I remember him. He came out. He had black Timberlands on, yeah. black khakis, a black long sleeve shirt. Looking like the Hulk. Just yoked. Yeah. Oh, dude. Right? It, the muscles look fake. And, yeah. and, and they were so and, big. And, and, and just seeing him, yeah, I got amped and emotional. Oh, dude. Because, and, 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 I, and, I, and I, that that's exactly like... We talked about like certain people are gonna hit you a certain way. Yeah, yeah. When they when he said Dre got a brain aneurysm, yeah, like that was gonna be the one one of the ones that if that would have happened or if something happens anytime soon, right? That's gonna sting maybe harder than anything mm. in my in my life as far as a, absolutely as a person. I don't know, but like a person that I've been involved, you know, with as a a fan for uh, sure or he's, stand he's like yeah, he's like a hip-hop ghost man like he just doesn't come out of the house or the studio whatever you want to call it the mansion he doesn't tour he doesn't release music on a regular basis so for him to come out at the tail end of this track and do his verse to do what he's about to do right here in the song was insane that was a huge moment for hip-hop so he doesn't come out of his house. Yeah. He stays out of the limelight. Yeah. Just sits and pro does production. Absolutely. Oh my God, I am the Dr. Dre of the 209 Infinity <laughs> I knew Podcast. It. I knew it. I called it, baby. I <laughs> called it. I forgot I called it, but I called it. I knew I did somewhere. I'll tell you what, man. So uh, this, this was a lot of fun for me because it me gave too. me a chance to go back to, to like listen to some relapse listen to some recovery listen to you know the, the the way i am which i listen to a lot it's it's something that i always you know it's on one of my lists but i mean it's sure it's one of my favorite songs forever of all time for a reason right uh, you know and this is this is an artist who unfortunately this is as time goes on and and people become less relevant Mm -hmm. Although he's more relevant now because he's had a little bit of a resurgence. Yes. There was a time where and we've talked about this when you're not doing stuff or you're doing stuff that we aren't really into. 
you kind of check out on somebody. Absolutely. And, and it's not fair to their old stuff, but there's other stuff you're listening to and you're catching up on and you're you're getting down with, right? Right. So we've been in this area where we are um, really um, getting into um, a lot of uh, the stuff we kind of listen to a lot right now. A lot of Yellow Wolf, a lot of Jelly yeah. Roll, all Struggle Jennings, a lot of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's what's popping. That's what they're they're active. They're right. doing things, right? right? Yeah. So for a while we didn't have a lot of Eminem or anything new. So you can only listen to old stuff so long before you get kind of get back. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's it's um, it was definitely a fun opportunity and a, a, a not a chore but a fun uh, adventure to kind of dig back, man. I wanted to say one before we head out. I know mm-hmm. we're rounding it off. Uh, I wanted to say something about till I collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the genius of this song was, I want to say that, and I could be wrong, but up until this point, we'd really only heard Nate Dogg on G-Funk, like soulful, funky, like R&B type grooves, like funk music, G-Funk, mm-hmm. that smooth, soulful sound. This on paper shouldn't have worked. Like this just... A dark, haunting, angry Eminem song with Nate Dogg on the hook doesn't sound like it should work, and it is fucking genius. Like I, Nate sounds so good on this. Till the roof goes up and the lights go out, won't shut my mouth. Like it works to the tenth power. It just really shows Nate's genius. But the other thing I wanted to point out on this song is there is a moment on this track where Eminem breaks down his top 10 and he makes the statement and if i do not make your list it does not offend me hmm not so sure that's the case now marshall right is it? yeah right you didn't make snoop's list and it annoyed you a bit you sure it? yeah <laughs> need i go on yeah <laughs> and when i he just comes right out when i do not make your list it does not offend me he says that like unless you're snoop yeah yeah or dre if then, it c- comes then. from the family or the same camp but i thought that was hilarious when i went back and you know what his uh i don't know if it's 10 that he lists his list is great like, I, I haven't really returned to this song in a long time. This has always been one of my go-to tracks. It's great in the gym. It's great to keep you motivated because he's talking about no matter what happens, I'm never going to give up. Um, the hooks, here it is. I mean, come on, man. I mean, rest in peace, Nate. Fucking insane, dude. But uh, his list has got, like, he's got Andre 3000, which still makes a lot. He's got Red Man on there. He's got Jay-Z, Nas. Tupac, Biggie, and then that's when he says, but if I do not make your list, it does not offend me. But uh, Jadakiss, I believe, is another one. His list is still very relevant and solid, and this was, like I said, 20, what? 19 years ago? Something like that, yeah. But I thought that was hilarious, and going back and revisiting, hearing that line now, as relevant as white America is to him kind of getting right. out of the curve for being a guest in the House of Hip Hop, this statement doesn't quite hold water as much, but... Great track, nonetheless, man. This was Mariposa Mahler. Thank you. An amazing. I love it, man. This um, caused me to go back and just remember why I fell in love with Eminem in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. And caused me to rethink the new music a little bit more. Like, yeah, it's not as good. I think sometimes you want something so bad, you're willing to, to, to put a stamp on it. it Going back and listening to the old shit, I'm like, all right, music to be murdered by this B-Sides is good. It's the best he's done in a while, but it ain't this. It ain't nothing that we put on our top 20, top 10 songs are, you know, not even close. Not, not even in the ballpark. Yeah, dude. So good. Well, I, I tell you what, man. Uh, sometimes we talk about things that are current and new and what's popping and we want to keep everybody involved and you know keeping right. up on the trends just like you yes <laughs> right as yeah. the song says yeah and uh but sometimes it's fun to go back and oh. and, and and you know the, yeah this is the this is the, the 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 brick and mortar this is the this is the concrete that we that are uh that our musical you know uh histories were kind of built on right yeah um you know We've talked about like how many times have you said layers. We're talking about peeling back layers of stuff. Right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and and each of us has our own different you know background and and 
and this stuff is is not the bottom layer for me but it's it's pretty low as far as the stuff that i grew up on right you know what i mean yeah absolutely you know the 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 the, the, the this is like the probably the the third layer the right. first layer is that stuff that we didn't really have control of the uh the Creedence Clearwater and the Steve, the, the Leonard Skinner band and right, the, yeah, the, all yeah, that yeah. stuff that I had to listen to if I was in the car. Sure. There was no Game Boys with iPads and headphones back in the day <laughs> where I could check out. Like, we're riding in the car. This is what you're listening we're to. Li- yeah, yeah, right. Jeremiah was indeed a bullfrog. He sure was. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it's the right. And then, I got, and then I got then I got the layer of the the the, the NWA, the... the um, Doggy style, the you know that stuff, the Bone Thugs, that that high school era, right, right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's this level, right, right, the the Eminem, the the '96 to 2002 ish, right, right. That's that third level, Outcast, yeah, right, yeah. Your your college adult music, yeah. Just right. starting to figure out who the heck I am, right? Absolutely, right. So yeah, hundred percent. Well. Thank you, Mahler. Yeah, appreciate it, my we, friend. We had a good time doing this. We did. Can't wait to hear your list, man. Absolutely. Uh, next week, when we record uh, for good old March 8th, I'm going to have a story. All right. Cool. The next one, the next week. I love a good one. story. Yeah. I yeah. might, uh, things go well, I might be on a trip. I might have a trip to talk about. I love that, man. Hell Keep yeah. that on the DL. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looking forward yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. Cool, 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 cool. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much. It has been a real pleasure, Mariposa Mahler. Thanks again for the uh, idea. We love show ideas. If you guys got a show idea, throw it out. Hook us up. We yeah. will take care of you. We are a customer service-based business. Yes, we are. Absolutely. Minus we don't make money, so not a business. Yes. Or right. a terrible business. Correct. One of the two. Yeah. All right, man. Get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, and it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the two. Oh. Nice. Hi, kids. Peace.